Good morning to all of you as we begin this Sacred Heart Hour on this first Friday of the month of February, February 2nd, here at St. Gabriel Catholic Radio, being brought to you live from St. Gabriel Catholic Radio Studios here in Columbus, Ohio. This is Father Stosh Daly, and joining me for this hour is Chuck and Joanne Wilson. Good morning, morning. Father. And as we enter into this first Friday, we have the joy and privilege of celebrating 40 days since our Lord Jesus Christ's birth into our presence. And uh, with this celebration of the 40 days since his birth, we have the presentation of the Lord in the temple and the purification of the Blessed Virgin Mary. As we set out upon this Sacred Heart Hour on this first Friday, let us commend ourselves to the mercy of God by praying our morning offering. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. O Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of this day in union with the holy sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world. I offer them for all the intentions of your Sacred Heart, the salvation of souls, reparation for sin, and the reunion of all Christians. I offer them for the intentions of our bishops and of all apostles of prayer, and in particular, for those recommended by our Holy Father this month. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. We're back again, Chuck and Joanne. Oh, yes, we are. (laughs) And uh, this month, as we enter into February, you know, we're not celebrating the uh, furry rodent who comes out and looks for a shadow. (laughs) We're celebrating the first Friday, the sacred heart of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the presentation of the Lord in the temple, such a beautiful feast that really brings... Mm -hmm. Uh, back into the center of our lives, the importance of acknowledging Jesus as the Christ, and that uh, God the Father's love is incarnate in the flesh. Forty days since the birth of Jesus, time goes fast. Forty <laughs> days since Christmas, you know, it's already been 40 days. And this celebration highlights for us how Our Lady was able to rejoin her people in prayer in the temple. And when she's able to rejoin her people in prayer at the temple in Jerusalem, she brings her son, our Lord Jesus Christ, and presents him to the Father in heaven in the temple. A beautiful opportunity to highlight the significance of acknowledging Jesus as Lord and also how we are called to acknowledge him as Lord in our homes and exactly, as Father. Lord in our own in our own hearts. And uh, how beautifully it dovetails with the reality of acknowledging the sacred heart of Jesus in our lives. And, of course, we not only celebrate the uh, prominence of our Lord's sacred heart in our lives and uh, the presentation of him in the temple, but we also look ahead in this month of February, and we've got a lot going on. Chuck, what are some of the things going on in this month of February? You know, we do, but before we get into that, we want to make sure that everybody knows that we have people on the phones today again at St. Gabriel Radio. Just saw Mary Ellen Williamson come in and it's 614-459-4820 614-459-4820 or certainly you can go to sacredheartcolumbus.org or it's st gabriel um radio what's the um website st st gabriel radio.com sorry about that but certainly contact us and we are so excited to be here on this friday first friday and February. And I think for Joanne and I, as we enter into this month, we're just saying more and more why we need Jesus in our homes today. And that's what this is about. That's what this enthronement is about. And and during this uh, program today, if you have any questions or, you know, call Mary Ellen, call the station, 
And just, uh, you know, ask the question and or give us your number and you can receive a phone call back. We'd love for you to also sign up to have your home enthroned. And we'll be explaining that more in detail during this time. But um, give us a call. And again, Father mentioned we have a lot going on this February, but particularly with the conferences, Father. Very much so. And Two huge, exciting phenomenal, time. exciting conferences coming up. One for the men and one for the women. Exactly. And the women go first, February 17th. And Joanne, you can just share a little bit about that conference, and then we'll go forward to the men's conference. But I know, Joanne, that's always an exciting time for people It's to come. always an exciting time. And it's a time of over 3,000 women being together. It's a sacramental day. It's a fun day. It's just a day for you women to just really mark it on your calendar or just even show up. You said sacramental. What do you mean by that? Oh, well, Father, we have (laughs) mass with our own Bishop Frederick Campbell. We have reconciliation, over 50 priests attending, and uh, just such a wonderful um, time for our priests to gather and receive the sacrament we have adoration we have uh, singing we have a holy hour but we have great speakers as well testimonies of lives and also an opportunity to learn and don't forget some shopping (laughs) there's some beautiful (laughs) vendors yes there are and books and art and jewelry and wonderful luncheon and um, really, it's a day of refreshment and renewal. And that is February 17th. And again, it's going to be at the Ohio Expo Center in the Cardinal Building. And again, for $40, um, you're getting a very discounted price at that. So we ask all the women uh, to certainly go on St. Gabriel Radio to register or go on to the men's or women's site to register. And for the men on February 24th, we're privileged this year to have Jeff Cavins, Chris Safonic, and Dr. Scott Hahn. Certainly with the bishop, we also will have a little bit of adoration. We have the Sacrament of Reconciliation with 60 priests, same as the women. So it's back-to-back. It's a great renewal, and this year they're both during Lent. So, Father, what does that mean? Is there extra graces during Lent than outside of Lent? Well, I would say so, but you know what I find absolutely beautiful in God's providence is it's an awesome opportunity to make use of confession for the season of mm, Lent. Absolutely. You know, a lot of times people are in their parish church, and there's that mm. um, natural tendency just to kind of feel awkward about going to confession to your own parish priest, especially if you know him and you know him well. But if you go to the conferences— there's, like you said, 40, 30, 40, 50 priests there making themselves available to hear your confession and to help you just clean out the soul, get ready for you know, the Lord's passion and also for that beautiful experience of his resurrection on Easter Sunday. So it is always uh, such a beautiful experience when these conferences fall, especially towards the beginning of Lent, which they do this year. And, you know, there is a grace when you, you know, come back together after that time of reconciliation there's a spirit. There's a new, new spirit yeah, there. Absolutely. And it's it's the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. and it's just very exciting just to be in the presence of all these women and men right. who are also in a state of grace and a state of joy. 
And, you know, we're going to have a booth at both conferences for Sacred Heart Columbus. And if we you've are. already, if you've already enthroned the Lord's Sacred Heart in your home, we invite you to stop by and visit the booth and uh, just reintroduce yourself to us and to the missionaries who will be staffing the booth at the uh, respective conference that you would attend. And if you have not yet enthroned the Lord's Sacred Heart in your home as king, brother, and friend, we invite you to please consider doing so by stopping by that booth at the men's conference or the women's conference and signing up. Or if you're just trying to learn more, that's a perfect opportunity to stop by and ask questions in person. Ask the missionaries for details on how the process unfolds, how one goes about signing up. We'll have a, a beautiful booth there with information available on the enthronement of the Sacred Heart at both the women's conference on February 17th and then the week later, at the uh, Catholic Men's Conference there at the Ohio State Fairgrounds. And maybe, Father, share a little bit with our audience this morning why this is so relevant today. Because we know that uh, um, the the Sacred Heart uh, was exposed uh, to St. Margaret Mary. But why today do we... we, We've been been thrown over a thousand homes, but we still have... I think probably another 150,000 homes to go. That's being very, very conservative. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we have the whole state of Ohio. We've got to get done, yeah. you know, well, and the whole country. And then the world, you know. And so I think, you know, why the relevancy, it's always uh-huh. a good question to ask. Why is this relevant? Why is it important? Well, I mean, here we are entering into the month of February. We're just shy of entering into the holy season of Lent, beginning with Ash Wednesday. And remember, the Sacred Heart Devotion, uh, it really kind of picks up steam with St. Margaret Mary, but it doesn't start there. The Sacred Heart Devotion starts in the love that our Heavenly Father has for His Son, mm-hmm. Jesus. I mean, that's where the Sacred Heart Devotion mm-hmm. starts. It's where that beating heart of divine love is uh, originates. And when the Father creates by speaking the Word, who is Jesus, mm-hmm. and everything around us comes mm-hmm. into being, He's doing so in love, through love, mm-hmm. and with love. And yet, when we encounter each other today, love is not usually what we first experience in today's world. And so, the relevancy behind the Sacred Heart is restoring the Father's love for all of us, His children. He wants us to be His children. You know, and when I encounter somebody who's like, well, you know, I'm going to wait till my child's a little bit older to have him baptized. It's like, why? Yeah. The Father in Heaven wants to know your son as His son. He wants to know your daughter as His daughter. Bring that child in. Have that child baptized so the Father knows them as His own. Mm. You know, and so there's that restoration of love. So the relevancy of the Sacred Heart today is the restoration of God's love to all of humanity. Bringing that love face-to-face, heart-to-heart, into our hands, into our homes, into our places of work, and even into our schools. You know, right now we're preparing for the enthronement of the Sacred Heart at St. Francis de Sales High School. Oh, Ash that's Wednesday. exciting. Bishop Watterson's already done it. Fisher Catholic's already done it in Lancaster. Other multitudes of schools and businesses and homes throughout our region have done this. But the question is always the same. Why? Mm. What is the relevancy? Well, the short answer is to restore God's love into your life. Mm. That's the answer. And every family needs it. I know for <laughs> yeah, Joanne Every I, person needs every it. Every person. But when we, we just had the privilege of doing an enthronement um, the last two Sundays, and what a gift it was to be able to come into the home. We said, "Leave the home the way it is, right, Father?" You Absolutely. Know, oh we, yeah. Now <laughs> yeah. we don't need new floors. We don't need new countertops. We don't need hors d'oeuvres or anything. All we do is bring everything to you, and for two days, for an hour a day, it's like on a Sunday for an hour, and then the following Sunday for an hour, and the first Sunday is preparation. And the next Sunday is we witness their enthronement, Father. We don't enthrone them, right? 
They enthrone the sacred heart in their own home. We guide them. We help witness mm-hmm. the process. We answer any questions that perhaps they may have. But, you know, we're there's basically there to give witness to the power of what happens, not when we restore the Father's love for us, but when we restore our awareness, our attentiveness to the Father's love for us. That's what we're doing. The enthronement of the sacred heart doesn't, like, rekindle within God a love for us. He, he loves us always. The enthronement of the sacred heart mm-hmm. opens us up to that love that's already there. It brings the Lord into the home. You know, the Lord Jesus says, you know, he will enter when we invite him, as we open the door for him. He will Father, not push you the door have open. a beautiful way of saying it so clearly and simply, yet it is so profound. That's what happens when you put me on air this early in the morning. <laughs> I don't know what's going on, so the Holy Spirit's putting all this stuff yes, out. Yes, <laughs> yes. But we do need it. And we do need then, it's not about hanging a picture. It's not about even saying words in a prayer. It's about a new relationship. We're renewing the relationship in a deeper way and, and opening honoring ourselves up. and it's opening, opening ourselves, ourselves up. up. Yeah. And maybe, Father, share some of the promises, you know, because this is from Jesus. This isn't like this came out of me. Out of you. No, it did not come out <laughs> of me. <laughs> so, this is straight from the Lord himself. And what's beautiful is the, the promises that he gives to humanity. When we open up ourselves to his love, when we you know, kind of open up our attentiveness, open up our hearts, open up our minds, um, these are the promises the Lord makes. And they're kind of like distilled or they're summaries of his overall conversations throughout the ages, but in particular with St. Margaret Mary. You know, and Jesus says, I will give them all the graces necessary for their state in life. He doesn't pick and choose who he's talking to. I will give them all the graces necessary for their state in life. Whoever comes to me and restores that originally intended awareness to my love for them. The Lord says, I will give peace in their families. The Lord Jesus says, I will console them in all their troubles. And he also says so beautifully, they shall find in my heart an assured refuge during life and especially at the hour of death. The Lord Jesus has said, um, I will pour abundant blessings on all their undertakings and sinners shall find in my heart the source and infinite ocean of mercy. Right there, you know, for those who are going to be going to the conferences, the yeah. men's conference, the women's conference, mm-hmm. and making use of the sacrament of confession, you know, when we live with a renewed attentiveness to the reality of Jesus' love for us and that sacred heart and our call to basically assuage the wounds that our brothers and sisters have afflicted upon the Lord mm-hmm. because of the way they disrespect Him, when we have that kind of attentiveness, when we enter into confession, I mean, the Lord, He has an infinite ocean of mercy an infinite ocean of mercy towards us. There's nothing that, uh, there's no sin that is too great, you know? There's nothing that can really hold us back from the Lord. I don't think we can hear this too often, Father. I think we need to be reminded of this daily and even more so. Well, and that's why the Lord Jesus gives us the First Friday devotion. Ah. So that every First Friday we have that opportunity to like tune in again, tap in, you know, return to the wellspring, uh, return to the buffet, whatever analogy you want to use, you know, to return to the Lord. Um, You know, and he continues, tepid souls shall become fervent and fervent souls shall speedily rise to great perfection. Nice way of saying Jesus will meet you where you are and get Mm -hmm. you to the next step. You're not going to have to worry about getting there on your own. The Lord accompanies you. We can't you. get there on oh, our Lord, own. Oh, Lord, no. No, he accompanies us. He just showers us with his grace, and he pulls us to that next step, bringing us to where we need to be. And you see this in so many people's faces and in their hearts. They're literally afraid mm-hmm. of growing in the spiritual life because they don't know what it's going to require of them. They don't know how to get there. You know, And that's what we're going to be covering in a few moments is some basic practical steps to accomplish during Lent, to grow in that next step, that's to allow the Lord helpful. to meet you. 
And, uh, you know, the Lord Jesus says in his ninth promise, which is what gave birth to this whole ministry, the Lord says, I will bless the homes in which the image of my sacred heart shall be exposed and honored. So you're right. It's not just hanging a picture and then walking away. You expose the Lord's sacred heart. You make sure you're attentive to his presence. And then you learn how to honor him. And we're going to have, and I know, Father, you're going to help us with that during Lent, ways that we can honor the Sacred Heart. And that's coming up. Absolutely. So stay tuned. (laughs) And he says, I will give to priests the power to touch the most hardened of hearts. That's a shout out to all of my brother priests. You know, it can be so difficult and challenging to prepare a homily. Well, that's when you go and you kneel before the Lord in the tabernacle Mm -hmm. and say, Lord, let my words be your words. You know, the beautiful words of Father Michael Scanlon, which just constantly invite me to give myself over to Jesus. Father Michael used to say, just preach Jesus. Mm. Preach Jesus. Mm. Don't preach yourself. Mm. Don't preach your family vacations. Mm. Don't preach what you think. Preach Jesus. And if the priest just gives himself over to the sacred heart of the Lord, gives himself over to the Eucharist, the Lord will then you know speak through him, hitting those hardened of hearts. The last two promises, those who propagate this devotion shall have their name written in my heart, and it shall never be effaced. You know, offer what you've received. Give to others what you have tasted. When you know the glory of the Lord living in your life, living in your home, reigning in your place, share that with people. And you can't share it if you haven't experienced it. Absolutely. And if you have experienced it, you want to share it. Right. And it really does open us up to become uh, cooperators in his truth. And last but not least, and pertaining today's, to today's uh, hour on the radio station, the Lord says, The all-powerful love of my heart will grant to all those who shall receive communion on the first Friday of nine consecutive months the grace of final repentance. They shall not die under my displeasure, nor without receiving their sacraments. My heart shall be their assured refuge at the last hour. The Lord Jesus saying, If you come to me now, I will come to you then. If you come to me now in this moment of your life, I will come to you at that moment when you're about to enter into eternal life. I will be there for you. And, you know, we just had a situation um, recently, very recently, where a dear friend passed away. And at the funeral, Father shared that miraculously how the pastor was getting off the elevator and did arrive right at the time, you know, the hours shortly before the passing and father asked, did she receive, did she, you know, or did she practice the first Fridays and first Saturdays? And her husband said, yes, many times. And he said, I'm not surprised. Absolutely. I'm not surprised. I see this often. So So we are calling from St. Gabriel Radio. We're coming to you live from St. Gabriel Radio. We ask you to give us a call, 614-459-4820, 614-459-4820. And the challenge I would put out to you is within every family, there are situations going on. We know that's reality today. And, Father, we only have really one perfect family, right? The Holy the Family. Holy family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So we're all on this journey together. Joanne and I are on this journey with all of you. And so before you say you have tried everything, mm. you ha- and you haven't tried the Sacred Heart, you need to try the Sacred Heart. That is the answer. And I think Father has just expanded upon it in a great way 
through the promises. Now, Father, let's go into Lent. What are some of the things people can do to honor the Sacred Heart and the devotion and Jesus during Lent? Well, you know, it's always good to have just a couple of uh, building blocks. You know, what are the first few steps I can really know or know about and follow so that uh, my experience in Lent will be as beneficial, as fruitful as possible? You know, it's really important for us to realize uh, in not only a spiritual way, but also in a very practical, physical way, um, none of us are guaranteed tomorrow. And so we have this great, this incredible opportunity to enter into the holy season of Lent, to prepare ourselves for the coming of the Lord through the beauty and the glory of his resurrection. And also this experience of Lent is a period of purification. It's really an opportunity to embrace the Lord's words, to repent and believe in the gospel, and to admit that this life, uh, as beautiful and as rich and uh, as awesome as it, as it is, it's really a step towards eternal life, and we have to ha- make use of that opportunity to prepare. And so we have a couple of, you know, five, five or so principal means or practical things. You know, the first of which is, it sounds so basic and so simple, but most of us really struggle with it. It's pray. Just prayer. The first means to obtain a tender devotion to our sacred heart, um, the sacred heart of Jesus. Our beautiful devotion is to just throw yourself on your knees before the Lord and just say, Lord, help my words be your words. And Enter you know, into my sometimes life. Sometimes we need a little help to get started in that. And one thing that we do is go through our bookshelves, maybe find some of those little prayers or prayer books that have been sitting there for a while, something maybe new, something or refreshing, just words to get us started, to be able to open our heart to our own words. Mm-hmm. And I found that that is a help. I remember when I was in grade school at St. Anthony's Grade School in the north side of Columbus, we had a teacher there, um, Mrs. Strati, uh, taught religion for the junior high, and she would periodically teach us these little quotes. And I was so happy to see one of them resurfaced on the papers, and it was, Sacred Heart of Jesus, I implore that I may ever love you more and more. These little rhymes. And it's funny what sticks with you throughout life. you know. But I remember learning that in religion class at St. Anthony's with Mrs. Strati. And just you know that little rhyme to bring me back when all other words fail. Yes. When my heart is like that blank slate. And, and it's so like, meaningful. Lord, I know I'm supposed to be here, but I have no idea what I'm supposed to say. Uh, and it's just like the Lord says, just be quiet and sit there. Yeah. You know, it's been some time since you recharge your batteries. And since you've forgotten how, uh, let me recharge them uh, for you. So it's the little rhymes Mm. that sometimes we learn. You know, sacred heart of Jesus, I implore that I may ever love you more and more. A little phrase like that can really guide us through those challenging moments where we just don't know what to say. Mm -hmm. And the other thing is to give yourself a break from the noise of this world. Mm. You know, do not be afraid to give yourself that moment where you turn off the TV in the house. You're not paying attention to it anyway. You just want to have all that noise in the background. Give yourself a chance to no longer be afraid of silence. And you know what's funny is so oftentimes Mm. when we enter into the silence, we fall asleep, which Mm. shows just how exhausted most of us are. Mm. You know, we're just running ragged. Mm. The silence opens us up to prayer. And if we don't know the words to say, at least place yourself in his presence. And that's what's so beautiful is when you have that image of our Lord's sacred heart in the home, you realize it's not just about having the image there. It's about honoring him. And sometimes when we honor the Lord, it's just presenting ourselves before him. You know, you can make a holy hour in your own home. Oh, very, you know, you, very good. If you can't father. get out to the church or the church mm-hmm. is locked or you wake up in the middle mm-hmm. of the night um, for whatever mm-hmm. reason, you know, and you can't go back to sleep. You know, just consecrate that time to the Lord. You know, just, Lord, this time is for you. 
I'm not able to fall asleep again right now, but enter into prayer. Lent is a perfect time to jumpstart the prayer life. Find that book that you have that someone gave to you months ago, years ago. Enter into that book and find out what words of wisdom Jesus has waiting for you. Enter into prayer. You know, pray, pray, and pray. Our Lady of Fatima, she begged people to pray. Just spend some time with and her son in prayer. And keep a rosary next so to your close. bed. Always close to you, yeah, And absolutely. so if you can't, if you wake up in the middle of the night, you know, sometimes I, the Lord wakes me up at 3 o'clock, the mercy, <laughs> yeah. and, you know, to say the Divine Mercy Chaplet. But the rosary is right there, right within reach, and um, and it's a beautiful time. Well, and I know, Chuck, mm-hmm. you had the practice, you have the practice of, you know, in the morning you pray the rosary for your family. You know, you get on the treadmill right. and you're looking at all the pictures of all your loved ones. And I always, I always remember that when you first said that. I was like, that is such a beautiful way. You're looking at the pictures of all your loved ones while you're praying the rosary. Yeah. I, I remember those days before the disc issue I'm dealing with. <laughs> but, you know, You'll I was, get back to it. I, I was thinking of the beauty of enthroning the image of the Sacred Heart in homes is it gives us an opportunity every time we walk by that image. A focal point. Is yep. to say, Jesus, I trust in you. And there's something about that that allows our hearts to start saying, okay, I need to say a prayer. So that image leads Mm -hmm. us to praying to Jesus. And what's the second one, Father? You know, the most important of all of them Mm -hmm. with regard to the prayer life is attend Holy Mass. You know, and Mm -hmm. I know so many of us, uh, we have that on our like uh, spiritual compass. We go to Mass on Sunday. But I mean, have you ever thought about going to a daily Mass? We are so blessed and so privileged at this moment in time to have Masses offered throughout the day, Monday through Saturday, we daily do. Masses. And it's so important for us to make use of that opportunity. And people say, well, Father, why would I go to Mass? And it's like, well, why not? Why not? Why would you feed yourself only once a week? You know, you eat regular food every day. Go to and receive get there our Lord early instead and spend of, some time you know, in silence. rushing in. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, to just sit there a few moments and just um, collect your thoughts. Be at peace. We have brothers and sisters throughout the world who can't go to Mass for months, if not years, because they don't have any priests or they're mm-hmm. being persecuted because they believe in Jesus as Lord. And we are here and we have Mass in most of our parishes every day, if not, you know, most days of the week. And if you can't go in your own parish, maybe you live in proximity to another parish and you have Mass there. Holy Mass. You know, the reality of devotion to the Lord's Sacred Heart is the devotion to the Lord in the Eucharist. And our Lord in the Eucharist, in the church, that presence that we kneel before him there in the church, that is supposed to be something that we easily experience again and we are able to renew and rekindle as we come before the Lord's sacred heart in our home. And you know, the Magnificat has been a wonderful gift for us. It's been tremendous. And even, you know, a doctor's office or time when there's a moment, instead of grabbing a People magazine in the back, they always have beautiful explanations of the artwork, and which is another time of meditation. And the good news is at both conferences this year, you can pick up a free oh. Magnificat. Oh, that is wonderful. As, as a gift from St. Gabriel Radio Father. See, and if you're oh. not familiar with what Magnificat is, it's a beautiful, very easy to maneuver little booklet, a uh, monthly magazine type thing. And it has reflections for every day, the readings from Holy Mass, the prayers of the Mass, Wonderful meditations, beautiful yep. pieces of artwork, usually with a reflection mm-hmm. on the artwork. And it, I have encountered so many people whose spiritual life was basically rebooted or rekindled because of Magnificat. I, it's a I tremendous gift to our own age. 
and it's a very easy to carry. And like Chuck said, a uh, complimentary issue is going to be given to those who attend the men's conference and the women's conference and from St. Gabriel lose Catholic it, Radio. And if you then next month a new one will arrive. <laughs> awesome. And, uh, you know, it just it brings us back to Jesus, and it brings us back to his love, and it helps us realize just how much his love endures forever. You know, from prayer and then Holy Mass, um, just because we attend Holy Mass doesn't mean we're receiving Holy Communion. And one of the things we need to make sure is we're in a state of grace, make use of that sacrament of confession so that we can receive our Lord Jesus Christ in frequent Holy Communion. You know, those who would prop- with proper dispositions receive Holy Communion could even receive our Lord daily to receive that new issuing of grace and love. You know, Father, probably about 30 years ago, I had a decision, we had a decision about a child. Do we repeat the child? What do we do? Do we get tested? And so I started going to Mass in the morning, thinking at first that would be temporary because I had to empty my dishwasher. <laughs> yeah, the longest <laughs> of chores. I yep. the laundry going, and I just didn't have time. Well, I found my whole day was different. And even the agenda of what I had on my list coming out of Mass would think, no, that's not really important. I really need to do this. And it has never stopped. Because um, because I uh, sometimes say I'm like a little car out of gas every day and need <laughs> yeah. to get filled up and filled up Very with grace. So. Yep, absolutely. Now, now, Father can relate to the small car. <laughs> he gets more mileage he than we do. Mileage. That's true, yes. Yeah, yeah, the priest who drives the mini. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but, I mean, those frequent visits, especially receiving our Lord. You know, a lot of people will say, Father, I just don't have time to go to daily Mass. Oh, because yeah. everyone's schedules are so them. crazy, busy, and chaotic. And it's like, I promise you this, you're going to encounter what others have encountered. If you go to Holy Mass in the morning, midday, or evening, that attendance to our Lord in Holy Mass, it's going to reorient and shape your whole day. You'll end up with time it's for everything else. Um you know, and the opportunity to attend those Masses and to receive our Lord Jesus Christ in Holy Communion, uh, and especially on First Friday, to make sure we attend Holy Mass on First Friday and to receive our Lord Jesus Christ in Holy Communion with that intention of offering up an act of reparation, you know, an act of basically apology for those mm. among us, those in our own lives, our very own selves, when we just didn't love the Lord as we were supposed mm. to, and we offer up that Holy Communion. And, you know, it's uh, important to acknowledge that... Um, a lot of people with their work schedules today, they can't go to the masses that are offered. And so, you know, uh, Holy Family downtown on First Friday, there's going to be a 7 p.m. mass wow, initiated today on this First Friday of February to help those who are working, to help those who don't have the opportunity in the morning, midday or afternoon to go to Holy Mass on First Friday. So there's an evening mass going to be offered tonight at 7 p.m. at Holy Family Church in celebration of uh, the first Friday of the month, and that'll take place every first Friday. Who's the pastor of Holy Family, Father? Uh, you know, someone who's really <laughs> odd. <laughs> Yours truly. <laughs> so, Which is another good reason to go. And to the church is beautiful, oh, too. Oh, the church is beautiful. It's so and inspiring. Holy Family, like St. Patrick's and a couple of other parishes, abide by the custom Blessed of sacrament. keeping the, um, the nativity up till yep. February 2nd. Yep. You know, and uh, so today's the last day to see the nativity. <laughs> 40 days since the birth of Jesus, so we uh, have the blessing. And it's also Candle Mass, the blessing of candles today, highlighting that need to allow the Lord Jesus Christ to be the light and the darkness. And uh, and that's because today, the feast day. Correct. Presentation of our Lord. In the temple. Is yeah. the light, bringing the light to the world. Right. And that's the candles. Absolutely. Yeah. Again, if you have any questions, call in 614 
459-4820. We have a couple more uh, tips for you uh, to help during Lent, preparing for Lent. Then we're going to have a break. And Father's going to expound upon the first Fridays, first Saturdays, and why they're so important after the break. So stay tuned. So we have, uh, you know, we go through prayer, Holy Mass, frequent communion, and then just a simple visit to the Blessed Sacrament throughout our day, and then finally making a good holy hour. And we'll go into those frequent visits to Jesus upon our return. Did you know that your body has a theology? St. John Paul II says that man cannot live without love. He also says that since God is love and we're made in his image, our fundamental and innate vocation is to love. We witness this love in the outpouring of help for those in the recent flood and earthquake disasters. This is but one example of God's invisible love made visible by our actions. Answering our vocation to love is difficult because we live with the effects of the fall. We lost the original gift, the spontaneous and total freedom to give the gift of ourselves. But Christ has redeemed us. So while sin can still disrupt our daily decisions, our fundamental yes to Christ, enlightened by the theology of our bodies, makes us free at last. I'm Clarissa Chichioko for Creative Catholic Works. For more on the theology of the body, you can find us at creativecatholicworks.org. Real Life Rosary. Beautiful, handcrafted, cord knot rosaries by the Han family. Realliferosary.com. I'm Lori Crock, and this is a Holy and Healthy Minute. When I think of spiritual and physical strength, I think of St. Mother Teresa of Calcutta. You might be surprised that she represents physical strength to me, as she appeared frail in photos, and we know she suffered from various illnesses. Yet she was unstoppable. Caring for the sick and dying in the streets of Calcutta was extremely physical, as well as spiritually and emotionally taxing. She said, I know I would not be able to work one week if it were not for the continual force coming from Jesus in the Blessed Sacrament. I have seen this same spiritual and physical strength in my brothers and sisters in Christ, in my parish and beyond, and I'm sure you have too. Let us give thanks for those whose spiritual and physical strength drives them to be unstoppable at all ages and stages of their lives, giving their time and talent to others. Guardian Vault Services, complete burial vault service in central and southern Ohio for burial needs. That's Guardian Vault, online at guardianvault.net. Good morning and welcome back to the Sacred Heart Hour on St. Gabriel Catholic Radio. This is Father Stosh, jo- Stosh Daly joined in the studios live by Chuck and Joanne Wilson. Hello. tongue-tied and twisted on this no, morning Father, hour. We, we've thrown a lot of Father this, this uh, session, so uh, the previous one. So hopefully uh, you can understand if we get a little tongue-tied. We're all excited. We're all yes, excited we for the are. Lord. So much good Just stuff to share. Just sign up. Just <laughs> sign up. Bring our Lord into your home. As we enter into the second uh, segment of our Sacred Heart Hour on this first Friday of the month, let us offer ourselves to the Lord in prayer. Sacred Heart of Jesus, help us to prepare for the day of your arrival and judgment. We want to use the graces you give us. Help us always to do what our Heavenly Father wants us to do. You alone can safely lead us to heaven. 
We put our whole lives into your hands, for you are our truest and best friend, and we trust in you. Reward our devotion to your sacred heart by granting us the grace to depart this life in the friendship of God and to save our souls. We will try to receive Holy Communion often, especially on the first Friday of every month. Sacred Heart of Jesus, we love you with our whole lives. Amen. 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 You know, we are going through basic, simple steps, uh, little um, practical tidbits to help us uh, get through Lent and to grow in the spiritual life. And we began by entering into, first and foremost, just recommitting ourselves to prayer throughout the day, uh, committing ourselves to attendance at Holy Mass, attendance at Holy Mass with an intention and attention to the prayers of the Mass and the readings from sacred scripture to receive our Lord Jesus Christ often in Holy Communion, therefore striving to remain in a state of grace now we come to these visits to the Blessed Sacrament. You know, how often do we drive uh, home or to work or running errands and we pass a church, a Catholic church, where the Blessed Sacrament is reserved? And we have to think, how, how long would it really take if we just parked and go in just for a few moments? Not, not even 15. Just go in and make a simple, brief, but beautiful visit to our Lord Jesus in the tabernacle. And, you know, Joanne and Chuck and I, we were speaking, and a lot of times people become overwhelmed with, well, what do I say? What do I do? I just, I just go? I just go into the church? And the answer is yes. You present yourself before the Lord. You make a visit. And it doesn't yeah. have to be an hour. No. And it doesn't even it, have to be 15 minutes. Yeah. You just present yourself before the Lord in a loving way, a loving greeting. What do you say? What do you do? If you can kneel, just kneel in the pew. If you just sit in the pew, um, make a visit there to our Lord. Let him know he is not forgotten by you. And it's not that our Lord Jesus Christ needs a popularity vote from you, but the Lord wants to see us. He wants to hear from us. And that visit to the Blessed Sacrament can be so powerful. And You know, I've gotten away from that, Father. That's been a great reminder as you've shared that because, you know, my mother, mother did that a lot. And yeah. I think in times past, even um, as a schoolgirl playing on the playground, we'd go in, make a visit, come back and, you know, kick the ball. And so to get back to that, just to say, I love you and make the effort. And if we can't stop, just to acknowledge driving by a church to say a prayer. And to make the sign of the cross, to acknowledge the presence of our Lord Jesus there in the tabernacle Uh as we pass by the church. That that in and of itself is a kind of very brief visit and acknowledgement to the Lord. And, you know, offer him our lives, to ask him to bless our families, to ask Mm -hmm. him to send forth his holy angels to keep us safe as we're running our errands. All of these are little intentions we can just present before Jesus as we make that visit. Builds that to the heart to heart connection, and it keeps us it keeps us focused yeah. that He is there, mm-hmm. you know. And I I teach RCIA at my parish, and I remind the faithful who are coming back to learn more. And I remember I remind those who are hoping to enter our holy faith. Um, remember, there's no gray area. Either Jesus Christ mm-hmm. is truly present, or He mm-hmm. isn't, mm-hmm. and we know He's there. Mm-hmm. So there's no gray area. So mm-hmm. if He is there, and He is there. Why are we not visiting him? Why are we not presenting ourselves before him and bringing our loved ones before Jesus? Um, Making sure that you uh, acknowledge that Jesus is truly the king, the brother, and the friend of you. You know, he's the king, brother, and friend. And you know, another uh, suggestion, Mother Angelica was one to always talk about holy reminders and making our home even have some maybe purple candles 
or just uh, maybe simplifying our decorations more. And then at Easter, bringing out more of the flowers. Absolutely. But just to holy reminders, whatever helps you to connect with this beautiful time. I've had a lot of people come up and say, you know, Father, thank you for preaching about having the crush, the Christmas scene, the nativity up till February 2nd, because I left mine up. Mm -hmm. And it's amazing how there's like that urge, that tendency to want to pack it up and put it away. Um, but you're I like, no, you know? to the urge. <laughs> <laughs> I'll always do next year. Next there's year. next year. There's next year, you know, um, but there's that tenet, like, let's, uh, live the experience of the yeah. Lord's birth among us. And, um, that kind of helps us go back to the Lord in the tabernacle. It also fosters, uh, an openness to making a good, solid, holy hour mm-hmm. before the Lord in the tabernacle. And if we cannot get out of our homes for whatever reason, the weather or just physical pain, um, to make a holy hour in the home with our Lord, to acknowledge he wants to be there in the home. And so we have to invite him into the living room, into the kitchen, into the common room, into the bedroom, into the laundry room. It's up to us to make sure the Lord is there, you know, and present among us. Mm, that's beautiful. Well, and I think um, as Father has shared on ways that we can really uh, find ways to love our Lord, honor our Lord more during Lent. And I, I and he started off with talking about prayer, and then he's continued with the Holy Mass and frequent communion and visits to the Blessed Sacrament, the Holy Hour. You know, we should all have a plan ready to go into Lent, because if you do not, oh, that's good, good check. It's the now's plan. the time. Now is the time. Don't wait for Ash Wednesday. No, don't mm-hmm. wait for Ash Wednesday. Which and is this Valentine's is, right, Day. This is not. <laughs> we're not studying for you know, an exam where we have to study the night before. This is a time where you have plenty of time as a family to say, what are we going to do differently during Lent to honor our Lord Jesus Christ and to make our home and our family more attuned to the love of our Christ through the Sacred Heart? So again, call in if you have not had your home and throne to 614-459-4820. Uh, go on to our website, sacredheartcolumbus.org, register, or just go on and say, I have a question. And one of the missionaries of the Sacred Heart will call you back again. We're blessed to have 40 teams. We're blessed to have done over 1,000 enthronements. And why enthronements? Because it's bringing Jesus into your family because every family today needs Jesus. And Lent is the perfect time. You know, we just received a question coming live uh, into the office, and it was from somebody asking about how to have a business enthroned. Oh, great. You know, if, yeah. you, if you are <clears throat> a business owner or you're like a, you own a franchise of a particular company and you want to have your place uh, enthroned where the Sacred Heart is made uh, the center of that place, that business, that place of employment, we, you call in. You call in now, Mm -hmm. Uh, you call in or you email Sacred Heart Columbus, and um, basically we send a team of missionaries to your business, and uh, we guide you through the enthronement, which is not a very long process. No, it isn't, and the beautiful thing about enthroning your business is the leader of that business will do the enthronement. We give you the books, we bring the images, but you lead your people, and it's very, it takes about 40 minutes to do it. Um, but even if you're people not Catholic, yes. the way this book is assembled, 
Uh, it's in a way that you're explaining what you're doing as you go. So it's the leader of the company that does it, right, Father? Absolutely. And through that, uh, you're really turning your company over to Jesus Christ. And he is now the reigning king of your company. And we have heard that businesses who do that have more business. But mostly it's the attitude between the people working there, work there and the people that they serve through their business. And, um, yes, it makes a huge difference. Makes it a Christ-centered environment, yeah. you know, a Christ, mm-hmm. a truly Christ-centered environment where it kind of opens up the heart of the leader of the business and those who work there to really be mindful of the presence of the Lord and to have a more Christ-centered approach to each other as well as to the customers and the yeah. general public who come in. But it also, it's a beautiful way to alleviate the stress of today's economy, where there are so many demands that we place on ourselves or that are placed upon us for success and to reach the goals, all of which are good. But if the Lord isn't at the center of those initiatives, it can very mm-hmm. easily become uh, kind of like an act of idolatry. We are become more focused on the success of the business rather than glorifying the Lord. And we want even our places of employment to be someplace where the Lord's glory is known, where the Lord is at the center. And where is a peaceful, joyful place to be? Absolutely. <laughs> we all know what it's like to get you yelled at while waiting in line. There. <laughs> exactly. So again, call in if you have a business, you're thinking about the enthronement. We can go through the process with you, 614-459-4820. And I know, Father, at this point, maybe just share a little bit about Pope Francis's prayer intention this month. Absolutely. The Holy Father gives us for this month of February an opportunity to pray that those who have material, political, or spiritual power, that those who have those powers, that they resist any lure of corruption and so that they remain mm. pure of heart mm. and really open and disposed to the promptings of the Holy Spirit. Mm. Uh, you know, the ver- universal intention from our Holy Father, Pope Francis, say no to corruption that those who have material, political, or spiritual power may resist any lure of corruption. And I think of this, you know, Mm. even among uh, parents in the home, let there not be any corruption in your heart. Yeah, no one's exempt from this. How you govern and guide and protect and love your children within spouses. Uh, You know, I'm thinking also of just communities and places of employment on the government level, the national level, the worldwide level, that there's no corruption present um, in our hearts. Uh, So we ask our Holy Father, uh, or we abide by our Holy Father's intention for this month to entrust all of these intentions to our Heavenly Father and ask Him to bless that those who have material, spiritual, uh, or political power, that they may resist any lure of corruption. And I know, Father, um, we host this program on First Friday. And there's been some questions out there that come to Joanne and I why First Friday? Why the nine consecutive Fridays in reparation to the Sacred Heart of Jesus? Why is this important? Well, why Friday? Friday because that mm. was the day the heart was pierced on the cross. Mm. Friday because that's when the spear opened the side of our Lord Jesus Christ as he hung upon the cross out of love for us. So that's why Friday is chosen. Why the first Friday? Because it's a good opportunity to open up the whole month to open up that Mm. month dedicated towards acknowledging what our Lord experiences out of love for us. Why nine? Because the Lord asks us to do Mm. a novena, to enter Mm. into a period of nine particular events, nine First Fridays. Where does the first novena come from? I always get that question. You you Catholics make things up. There's Mm. nothing in the Bible. Mm. Actually, the novena is in the Bible. Mm. It's the nine days 
that transpire between the ascension of our Lord Jesus to heaven, the ascension of the Son back to the Father in heaven, and the outpouring of the Holy Spirit on Pentecost. Nine days fall within those two events. That's the first novena. What were the apostles doing between oh, the ascension and the Pentecost? Great, Father. Well, they were, they were locked up in prayer, intense prayer oh. in the upper room in yeah. Jerusalem. You, they were praying that they would know what it is God wants them mm. to do in that mm. nine-day period of prayer. So when we Catholic Christians do a mm. novena today to the mm. Holy Spirit, to the Holy Virgin, to one of the saints, when we do anything in a series of nine, we're recalling that nine days of intense prayer and fasting on the part of the apostles between the ascension of Jesus into heaven and the outpouring of the Holy Spirit in Pentecost. Jesus asked us to do basically a nine-month novena, a nine-month novena, by going into Holy Mass on the first Friday of those nine months, offering up the graces of that Holy Communion in reparation for sins committed against his sacred heart, for really opening up our eyes, the eyes of our mind, the eyes of our soul, to the reality of his love for us, to acknowledge that Though um, we are not the center of all that there is, oftentimes we're tempted to think that we are the center of all that there mm-hmm. is, and we're not. The Lord <laughs> is, to open ourselves up to him. The nine first Fridays, Friday is important because it's the day of the passion, the day the heart was pierced. Um, the first Friday, because it's a good way to open up the month, the new month that is there. And nine, because the Lord wants us to really commit ourselves to a period of intense prayer and devotion. Our church is so awesome. What our Lord gave us is so beautiful. And part of it is for us to understand some of this, take time to really enter in in a deeper way. Um, this has been really helpful to me, Father, and a lot of what you're sharing I did not connect with. I knew but didn't connect. I'm hoping that's true also for others listening now to give you a deeper appreciation for the first Fridays and say, yes. I am going to do this. Well, in Jesus' own words, he said, I promise you in the unfathomable mercy of my heart that my omnipotent love will procure the grace of final penitence for all those who receive communion on nine successive first Fridays of the month, that they will not die in my disfavor, uh, they'll have the grace of final repentance, and that they will not die without having received the sacrament since my divine heart will be their sure refuge in the last moments of their life. So the Lord's asking us, live with me now, come to me now Mm -hmm. over nine First Fridays so that um, in that love, I will be with you then, you know? And it's not a this for that. And reconciliation is also part of this, isn't it, To remain in a state of grace, absolutely. But don't you need to also receive the sacrament within seven days before or after or... It, what yeah, is that? We need to not only receive our Lord Jesus Christ, but to make sure we receive him in a state of grace, to mm-hmm. prepare for that coming of the Lord in Holy Communion mm-hmm. by being in a state of grace, by going to confession. Absolutely. Yeah. So he's not asking a whole lot. All he's asking for To is, be alive. He wants us to be alive, to, to live our alive, faith. To be alive, so yeah. we need to be in the state of grace. And to receive him in Holy Communion. And then need to go to Mass. Yeah, absolutely. And that's all uh, you so have to do. So it's not that you don't have to receive the sacrament within seven days before or after? Just no, the Lord, oh, with regard okay. to that reality of the first Friday. I mean, obviously, we can't receive Jesus in Holy Communion in right. a state of sin. Right. So we need to make sure we're in a state of grace. Absolutely. And don't stop. It's not one and done. No. <laughs> Keep on going. <laughs> Keep on going. Keep on going. And, and I know, Father, when we talk about First Friday, which we just talked about, we might as well share a little bit about First Saturday because they almost seem like they run parallel to each other. You know, there's a beautiful relationship between the two. Um, We go to Mass on First Friday to be attentive 
uh, to the Lord's Sacred Heart. And then on the first Saturday of the month, and oftentimes the first Saturday follows as the next day. Mm-hmm. Not always, though, but more mm-hmm. often than not, it does. And uh, the first Saturday devotion is given to us by Our Lady um, as she appeared in Fatima and when she appeared to Sister Lucia. And you know, Our Lady said, uh, Look, my daughter, at my heart, surrounded with thorns with which ungrateful men pierce me at every moment by their blasphemies and ingratitude. You at least try to console me and say that I promise to assist at the hour of death with the graces necessary for salvation. All those who, on the first Saturday of five consecutive months, shall confess, receive Holy Communion, recite five decades of the Rosary, and keep me company for 15 minutes while meditating on the 15 mysteries of the Rosary with the intention of making reparation to me. So sometimes people will say five Saturdays. So what am I supposed to do? It's like, well, I always highlight, it's like, pick out the five first Saturdays you're going to go to and dedicate um, each of those five first Saturdays towards offering up the graces of that Holy Communion, offering up that confession for one of the five Now, offenses. confession is part of the Absolutely. first Saturday. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And you can go to confession a couple of days before, a couple of days after, seven to eight days, you know, reasonable time before, reasonable time now, after. Now, Father, what about the 15 minutes? Can you do that at home? Yes. Can... Oh, yeah, for sure. Oh, okay. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and you can even pray the rosary at home. Okay. Yeah. Um, but, you know, the mm. first, to pay attention to how humanity responds, not always favorably to the Immaculate Heart. So, you know, you can go on the first Saturday of your five first Saturdays, and you can offer up the Holy Communion for the intention of consoling the Immaculate Heart in a spirit of reparation. Um, you know, and just be attentive to the fact that there are those who really mock Our Lady because of her immaculate conception. Hmm. There are those who doubt, deny, and mock her for that. There are those who attack Our Lady because of her perpetual virginity. And a lot of times we can hear this in comments and in conversations where the Catholic Church is being attacked. The The conversation or the content will zero in against Our Lady. What about just ignoring her? Blasphemies against her divine maternity and just not acknowledging her hmm. and refusing hmm. at the same time to recognize her as the mother of all of us. You know, while Jesus was on the cross, he said, mm-hmm. you know, behold your mother. Powerful words. Yeah. John chapter 19, words of Jesus, behold your mother. Uh, not just spoken to John, the youngest of the 12, but to all of us. Um, you know, and then the blasphemies of those who publicly seek to sow in the hearts of children indifference mm-hmm. or scorn or even hatred of their immaculate mother. Every time you hear somebody mm-hmm. say, well, she's not really that important. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, you're wrong. She is important. She's the mother of Jesus. And from our Lord Jesus Christ on mouth, she's our mother as well. There is no room for indifference in the human heart for the person of Our Lady. If you draw close to Our Lady, she's going to pull you closer to her son. And for those of us who love Jesus and maybe struggle with how to relate to Our Lady, you know, and we're just really not sure how to relate to her, you ask Jesus for the grace to love her as he loves her. You know, at least have that bare minimum act of love. Love Mary as Jesus loves Mary. Which is a lot. <laughs> Which, as they will soon find out, is a lot. You're right. And the, uh, the fifth and final, uh, offenses of those who outrage Our Lady directly in her holy images. Never think that our Lord Jesus is indifferent to whether or not his mother is honored. You know, he gives wow. us her as our mother. You know, the good news about the conferences coming up, February 17th, women's, and February 24th, the men's, is we go to the Sacred Heart booth. And we will have brochures there on first Friday and first Saturday, because I know that Father has thrown out a lot. 
but this is a ton, a ton. <laughs> of material. Too much. But, I've learned. No, but this is great. But I think for those that say, you know, I still don't know exactly what this first Friday is about, what the first Saturday is about. You can have a card to take home. We will have information for you that you can take home. And um, I know the reason that St. Gabriel um, continues to honor this program I'm sure it's not necessarily because of the talent of the presenters, <laughs> That's but for it, sure. is, it is truly because of this is what Jesus wants. He wants First Friday to honor him, and he wants homes and families to be enthroned today. And, and if we anything can... you've heard struck you, that was the Holy Spirit. Absolutely. You know? And without St. Gabriel Radio, we would not be able to be here to proclaim this and to explain it. And so also this is another reminder to support St. Gabriel Catholic Radio. And again, finally call in 614-459-4820, 614-459-4820 with your interest, with an enthronement to your, whether it's to your home or business or organization or parish or school. And also you can go on sacredheartcolumbus.org to register for an enthronement or to propose a question, and we will get back to you, the missionaries of the Sacred Heart. But Jesus wants every family to have the image of the Sacred Heart exposed and honored. You know, as we bring to a close our first Friday hour here on St. Gabriel Catholic Radio on this first Friday of February, I uh, want to highlight um, our openness and our attentiveness to so many of you who are struggling and who are suffering right now. It seems that so many of us are uh, either encountering the cross firsthand uh, personally, or we are encountering the cross through our loved ones. Um, you know, Many of us are finding out that our uh, family members and friends are being diagnosed with cancer or diseases or are fighting infirmities or weakening of their bodies. We have many friends among us who are suffering because of the absence of a loved one, a missing child. Uh, They're yearning for the company of their mother or father who has died, or their spouse even. Um, We have many individuals in our lives who carry a broken heart for a variety of reasons. And you know, with Lent this year being on St. Valentine's, think of it as the sacred heart. Think of it as an opportunity to reconnect. Ooh, there's a question, Father. (laughs) Who trumps who? We got Ash Wednesday on February 14th, and we have Valentine's Day on February 14th. What should we do? Should we fast or should we eat chocolate? Um, That's an easy question. Jesus comes first. We Ah. fast. Save your experience for Valentine's Day for the following Saturday. (laughs) Allow the day of Ash Wednesday to really be an opportunity to grow in love for the Lord and uh, to give yourself and over to him. And focus on his and heart. focus on his heart, you know. And regardless of where we may be or what difficulties and struggles we may be carrying within ourselves, you know, I invite, invite you to join us as we close this hour in prayer before the Lord. And I invite you to please consider bringing the Lord's heart into your life, into your home, uh, through frequent reception of our Lord Jesus and Holy Communion, but also by enthroning the Sacred Heart. And let us close together. O most holy heart of Jesus, fountain of every blessing, we adore you, we love you, and with a lively sorrow for our sins, we offer you these poor hearts of ours. Make us humble, patient, pure, and wholly obedient to your will. Grant, good Jesus, that we may live in you and for you. Protect us in the midst of danger. Comfort us in our afflictions. Give us health of body, assistance in our temporal needs. 
your blessings on all that we do, and the grace of a holy death. Amen. 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 God bless you. Turn up your faith. This is the home for listener-supported St. Gabriel Catholic Radio, WVSG Columbus, Ohio, AM 820.